Good morning for Wednesday, April 19, 2017. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page. Carrier wasn't heading where U.S. said. British leader moves to hold early elections. And O'Reilly's spot with Fox News grows shakier. In today's national headlines, securing her brand now from the White House. A rare but tempered victory in death penalty fight and hunt for Facebook killer ends with sighting and suicide. In today's business headlines, the Dow starts the day down 113 points. Facebook introduces augmented reality effort. At Goldman, dim results for trading in early 2017. And Tycoon arrested for extradition to India in fraud case. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist Thomas Friedman. Now, as selected by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top stories written from Washington. Carrier wasn't heading where U.S. said. Mark Landler and Eric Schmidt report. Just over a week ago, the White House declared that ordering an American aircraft carrier into the Sea of Japan would send a powerful deterrent signal to North Korea. The problem was that the carrier, the Carl Vinson, and the other warships in its strike force were sailing in the opposite direction to take part in joint exercises with the Australian Navy in the Indian Ocean, 3,500 miles southwest of the Korean Peninsula. White House officials said Tuesday that they'd relied on guidance from the Defense Department. Officials there described a glitch-ridden sequence of events, from an ill-timed announcement of the deployment by the military's Pacific Command to a partially erroneous explanation by the Defense Secretary, Jim Mattis, all of which perpetuated the false narrative that a flotilla was racing toward the waters off North Korea. By the time the White House was asked about the Carl Vinson, its imminent arrival had been emblazoned on front pages across East Asia, fanning fears that Trump was considering a preemptive military strike. With Trump playing up the show of force, Pentagon officials said rolling back the story became difficult. The story might never have come to light had the Navy not posted a photo online Monday of the Carl Vinson sailing south through the Sunda Strait, which separates the Indonesian islands of Java and Sumatra. It was taken on Saturday, four days after the White House press secretary, Sean Spicer, described its mission in the Sea of Japan. Now, the Carl Vincent's finally on a course for the Korean Peninsula, expected to arrive in the region next week, according to Defense Department officials. Privately, other officials expressed bewilderment that the Pentagon did not correct its timeline, particularly given the tensions in the region. The miscues began on April 9th when the Public Affairs Office of the Navy's 3rd Fleet issued a news release saying that Admiral Harry Harris, the Pacific commander, had ordered the Carl Vinson and its strike force to leave Singapore and sail to the Western Pacific. As is customary, the Navy did not say where the carrier force was headed. Given the timing, it hardly needed to. Trump had just wrapped up a two-day summit meeting with President Xi Jinping of China at his Palm Beach Club Mar-a-Lago with the message that the United States had run out of patience with North Korea's dictator, Kim Jong-un, and its nuclear and missile programs. That Sunday, the National Security Advisor, Lieutenant General H.R. McMaster, 
told Fox News that the deployment was a prudent move designed to give the president a full range of options to remove the threat posed by Kim. What the Navy did not say was that the Carl Vinson had to carry out another mission before it set sail north, a long-scheduled joint exercise with the Australian Navy in the Indian Ocean. This is the second front-page story, British leader moves to hold early elections, reported from London by Stephen Erlanger. Prime Minister Theresa May of Britain on Tuesday called for an early election in less than two months, clearly anxious that her thin majority in Parliament would weaken her hand in complicated negotiations on the British exit from the European Union. May's proposal for a snap election on June 8th broke her vow not to call an early vote and was aimed at exploiting her popularity to gain more parliamentary seats. This would strengthen her political backing in the negotiations for Britain's departure, known as Brexit, but it also provides a new opportunity for Britain's anti-Brexit voices to be heard. Nobody expects the new election to undo the decision to leave the European Union. Yet, depending on how well May's side does, it could affect her demands in negotiations. Having fired the starting gun for two years of talks with Brussels and the other 27 members of the European Union only last month, May is facing divisions within her own Conservative Party. She is clearly counting on a strong performance in June to carry her government through the exit, hard or soft. The financial markets bid up the pound on the news, apparently anticipating a conservative sweep that would give May the mandate to override hardliners in her own party who might resist concessions to the European Union in return for market access. Certainly, the conservatives' election prospects look promising. They're riding high in the opinion.